0: good evening welcome to chicago cubs talk this week and every week brought to you by the good friends of true blues and chicago cubs club 18 my name is jeff Hare. glad you're with me what a week it was we'll talk about that in just a second hello russ omar (laughs) anyway oh boy today something else huh cubs over arizona five to two this is a game that uh there's been a game so far this season that is a must win i think today was it really the way it's gone i mean the week was started out great i mean we swept the san francisco giants and put the cubs are and just putting themselves in a great position for a wild card or possibly the uh, divisional championship there that they're fighting with milwaukee and we'll talk about all that in just a bit but then they go on against arizona and arizona's a good team let's be really really clear about this uh I've been saying this all along, that Arizona's the team you watch out for. This has got a lot of young players, a lot of young good players. These guys can play. You know, everyone's been talking about Cincinnati. I still think Cincinnati's young. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't think Cincinnati has the horses really to really compete. But I do think Arizona does. And I've been worried about these guys for some time. And we played four games with them now. We got three games with them at the end of next week in Phoenix. So we're going to know these guys pretty well by the time we sit here next Sunday night. But anyway, let's start right now. The Cubs, of course, on Thursday were defeated 6-2. to two. Then, of course, the Friday night, the ugly one, one to nothing. Oh, boy, was that tough. And then Saturday had a 2-1 to one lead, ended up losing that, going into extra innings, and losing that on that crazy play with, uh, with Suzuki making that catch in, in right field. I thought it would hit. I really did. I, I looked at it over and over, and I saw the replay probably 40 times and slowed it down as slow as I could. And, it looked to me like it hit the ground. It uh, It's a tough one, though. I tell you what, he has a half a step. He catches the ball standing up and, and is ready to make a good throw and bring the ball in. But anyway, the Cubs losing 10 innings on that one there, 3-2. to Just Those two games just really couldn't do much. We couldn't hit the ball. We didn't move runners around. We didn't do anything. Even in the 3-2 to game, when you think about it, the one we lost, we scored the Manfred man in the 10th inning. We just basically scored one run. So for two games right in Saturday, we scored one run each game. That's why you lose. That's why you lose. You got a great pitching performance by the Man of Steel yesterday, and wasted it because you just couldn't hit the ball. And even that, Talion threw pretty well Friday, too. And I've said all along, and we need. <laughs> a lot of people don't like him, and I hear it all the time. Oh, send him away. You're not sending him anywhere. He's making $66 million. He's on our uh, team for four years. Like it or not, he's our guy. We've got to get him winning games. And hopefully this winter, when it's all said and done, whatever happens, that he will sit down with some film and uh, a catcher, and a coach, and watch and see what he did wrong, and work like heck to improve on it. Because we are going to need him, and the Cubs are paying him too much money. They can't release him. That's all guaranteed money—sixty-six million dollars. He never pitches another strike, or again, he still gets paid. He tears his knee up and never walks again. He still gets paid. That's just the way it works in baseball. But anyway, we'll get to that some other time. Maybe, uh, maybe this winter we'll talk about that and how crazy it is. But anyway, what do we got here? Then, of course, today the Cubs came out in a. Big way got some home runs today, which was kind of nice to see them swinging the bat a bit. Uh, got one out of uh, Dansby Swanson, out of uh, Morrell. and uh, of course Bellinger's just doing all sorts of great things. Bellinger's an incredible player. I'd love to see him as MVP. I don't think he's going to get it. I think Ronald Acuna has it already mailed to his house. But uh, I really think that uh, that Cody really should get some consideration. If not, if he's going to get you know most improved player, or whatever. Don't they have an award like that? Most improved player or uh, uh, player who's Comeback player of the year. That's what I'm thinking. You know, maybe he'll get that. He should get it. I mean, he's been spectacular. Uh, anyway, now the Cubs are on the road. They play Colorado, and it's going to get tricky now. Now, Colorado, you got 19, 18 games left. All right, we got three with Colorado. Then we go to Arizona for three. Okay, and then we got Pittsburgh, and then we end up with Milwaukee and Atlanta. I think the other way around. I think it's Atlanta and Milwaukee off the top of my head. But anyway, there's that's w- what we're faced with right now, and we got a lot of road games. Oh uh, <laughs> boy, it, 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 I'm not saying it's an uphill battle, and I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying it's going to not going to be done because I really believe the Cubs have a spectacular chance to go into the playoffs. But they're going to have to play better than they did the last forty games. They're going to have to get some hits. They're going to have to move the ball around. They're going to have to uh, get that uh, solid pitching from everybody, and. Uh, I think they can I, I do and i'm not saying that as a fan i'm saying that as someone who really watches the game pretty close and i i think that the cubs are yeah they got some holes there's no question about them there's some things that they're going to have to address over the winter we all know that but you know you look at the way they've been playing and the way they've been going it i mean anything's possible you know and the way they're playing and, and you know i mean with 18 games left i mean i could see them going 18 and 0. of course i can also see them going 0 for 18. so that's just kind of the way this team has been. So I, I don't think they're going to do either one. I, I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. But you are know you do know Arizona's going to lose games along the way, that the Philadelphia's going to lose games along the way, and Cincinnati and the Marlins and the teams that are fighting us, the Giants, they're not going to win them all. So it becomes kind of a situation where there's a lot of people vying for some spots, but they're all playing as hard as we are, and they're all winning like we are and they're all losing like we are. So it's – not that we're facing the 27 Yankees here. We're facing guys that are kind of in the same boat we are, just struggling to keep our head above water and hoping for the best. And I think that's something we can we can do. What I also think is our starting pitcher this last three or four days, uh, last week maybe is coming come along better. Like I said, you through well. We know Asada's been strong. We know Wicks has been strong. Uh, the Man of Steel has been incredible all the way through. I'd like to see him continue. I mean, he should have got the win. I mean, he pitched. He pitched well enough to win yesterday. It's sad he it doesn't get any run support. It's just when you want to kick yourself on. And uh, you know, Kyle Hendricks. You know, I said uh, in in the essay I wrote last night that uh, Kyle Hendricks would be the one to do it for us. He's been there before. You know, winning is a learned reflex. I believe that strongly. And it's, I've been on a lot of teams in my life. I've played on sports teams. I've coached. I've umpired. I've administrated. I've uh, you know. I'm, refereed. I'm still playing. And I've done that since I was seven, eight years old. I've been on a lot of teams. Winning is something you learn how to do. We won in 2016 because in 2015, we learned how to win. I'm talking about the Cubs now. In 2015, you lose a couple of games you shouldn't, you get some bad things happen to you. The next year, you take that and you learn from that and you become better for that. That's why I really, really welcome a guy like Dansby Swanson coming to the team this last winter. And and Cody Bellinger. Those guys have been there. They know how to win. They know what it takes to win. They know what it takes to get over that hill. It's not just a case where you go out and you score more runs and you feel good and you have pizza afterwards. I mean, winning is something that you really put together. It is a plan, it is drawn up and it is worked on every single day. It is no coincidence why some teams win the Boston Celtics, the Los Angeles Lakers, the New England Patriots, and why some teams lose. <clears throat> I say that as I just read the report on the Chicago Bears today. But, I mean, yeah, it's true. Why the Green Bay Packers win the Bears don't? I mean, we're not talking football on this, one, on this piece, but it's true. Some guys know how to win. Some teams know how to win. Some teams' organizations know what it takes to win. Some don't. Some don't. Detroit Lions have never been to a Super Bowl. The Arizona Cardinals are a disaster. Why? Because they just don't know how to win. And this is something that the Cubs are learning, and I see it more and more this year. I see it more and more, and they realize what it takes to get to that top level. To get to that upper tier. And this is one of the reasons I'm a little more optimistic about this team. I wasn't when the season started. I thought last year was a disaster. I don't care what they said last year in the last two months when the Cubs played pretty well. I'm talking about 2022 season. Everyone is all excited. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. No, we're not getting there. None of these guys are going to be on the team. The Cubs went out and made those right moves. Made some right decisions. And they got guys, and they're learning how to do it. They're learning what it takes. They're learning just what that little bit of extra effort does. And it's, it's, like I said, it's a learned reflex. It really is. And, and it starts at the very top of the organization. St. Louis Cardinals aren't very good this year. We know that. But you know what? For the last 30 years, they've been up there every year. Why? Because as an organization, they know what it takes to win. I thought the Cubs did, really. When, they, when I started seeing them turn around 2014 and 2015 and start saying, hey, I think we're getting there. And we won a World Series in 2016, 2017. We go to the playoffs and championship and playing all the way through. And all of a sudden, we fall apart. You kind of wonder that. But you're starting to see it come back a little bit. So. That's good. Anyway, I'm rambling, and I shouldn't be, but I apologize. But uh, it's just, like I said, I, I, I feel good about this team's chances of making the playoffs. I'm not really overly optimistic that they're going to go into the uh, – uh, win the division. I think they'll get in there as a wild card. But let's let's talk about that with page two, if I can hit the right button here. All right, listen. How about this one? No, I don't like that one. I don't like that one. All right. We'll give it that one. All right. Let's go into page two, take a look at the standings. Well, let's take a look at the scores real quick. I like to look at the scores before we look at the standings here, if I can get my trusty computer to to go to work here. Okay, in the scoreboard today, let's talk about the teams that we're really concerned about now. Marlins beat the Phillies 6-4. to We don't like that. Okay. We also see, uh, as we look down the scoreboard here, I'm flipping through. i just beat the national so what okay here we go here the yankees and the brewers four to three the yankees won that was a bizarre game in that one there uh i mean it started late and it kind of went for a long time but anyway yeah the yankees did beat the brewers 13 innings four to three so that's the good news for us there uh, as i look through the rest of the scores i see cincinnati won they beat the uh, they beat St. Louis seven to one. And we're the Giants. So we got the Giants airplane Colorado. And that game was still going on. Yep, but it just got over. It looks like six to three. The Giants beat Colorado. Okay. Those are the ones we're worried about. Those are the teams we're fighting with. So let's go into the uh standings line here. If I could find that. Uh, standings, here we go. Yeah, I got it all set up tonight. And it's just a matter of hitting a button. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's just maybe it's just because what's my wife always say, operator here. All right all right so let's take a look at the standings let's go into the uh, divisional standings first into the our division the national league central division what we see here uh milwaukee brewers of course they have us right now by three games and they got cincinnati by six and a half okay yeah i'm just looking at that having a hard time reading it but yeah six and a half okay so move my computer screen up a bit here here we go so they got us by my th- uh by three six and a half over the last ten games We've been five and five, okay. So we've been even. The majority of those losses, we know where they came from, okay. Arizona, so that's where we've been the last ten games. Uh, the Brewers in the last ten games also been five and five, so everything pretty much stayed the same over the last ten games with them. But that's where we are with the Brewers, okay. Where we are, as I say, three games back. Cincinnati six and a half, and again, I don't think Cincinnati's a team we're going to have to worry about when those things all said and done. Let's go to the wild card standings here, real quick. If I hit that button, if I could find it, there we go. Wild card standings. Do, 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 waiting for the computer screen to. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Philadelphia. They're up front in the wild card now. They're plus four on, on us. Okay. Uh, uh, we are still in second place. They got, uh, actually, they're plus four from the bottom. Uh, they're two games ahead of us. Okay. So we're two games out of the first place in the wild card standing with Philadelphia. Philadelphia has a, Philadelphia's four games from the, from the teams in the lower end. Okay. Arizona right now solid in the third spot. So you take three wild card teams. If the season ends tonight, you take Philadelphia, you take the Cubs, and you take the Diamondbacks. Okay, aside from that, Cincinnati. Now, yeah, let's forget Cincinnati. Let's go to Marlins first. Marlins are a half game out. They won again today, as we just talked about. Uh, from there, we got the San Francisco Giants are a game and a half out. Cincinnati's a game and a half out. So there you go. Those are the teams right now are comp- competing for it all. So when you look at the scores every night, you read my essays, those are the ones that I go for. I look at those those just to see how those teams did in relationship to the Cubs. You got a team a half a game out, we lose and they win. All of a sudden, we're switching around. Okay. Or if the Cubs lose and uh, uh, the team Cincinnati game and a half out and they win, again, it makes it a whole lot tighter. So that's why I always look at those scores. So, but right now, what we need to know for this Sunday night is that the Phillies are in first position, two games over us for the wild card, the Cubs. And the Cubs then, uh, and yeah, the Cubs have two game lead over the Diamondbacks. So that's where we are whoa okay so just again it comes down to the same thing we just got to win our games if we win our games we'll be fine and that's what we just have to keep doing and if we do good things will happen if we don't well you never know and they with 18 games left and uh they're not going to be an easy one i mean you might get colorado in this whole thing you know we might we might get them we get them six games with the next with the next 18 so that's that's good that'd be right six and that'd be 12 you got those other two for sick. Yeah. So that would be all right. So, anyway. Okay. So, what else do we know about baseball? I just want to take a quick look at the rest of the standings just to see, just to give us some, kind of an idea of who's, uh, who's playing and who isn't, who's going to be a winner and who isn't. Uh, right now, the Baltimore Orioles are still three games up over Tampa Bay in the American League. It's, that's a, been a great story for baseball. Baltimore doing really well. Minnesota, of course, in the Central. Uh, they're seven and a half up over the Cleveland Indians or the Cleveland Guardians, I should say. I'm sorry, uh, Houston and Texas. Uh, oh, Texas, Texas is long gone. They they're they're in a free fall. They've been in a free fall. They just uh something's happening there. Who knows what that is? But it's Houston and, and Seattle over in the uh, in the national in American League West, two and a half games behind uh, Seattle. It's two and a half games behind Houston. So that's where we are. Or in the National League, the Braves clinched a playoff berth. They are just running away and hiding right now. 15 games up for Philadelphia. And, of course, we talked about the Central out West. It's going to be the Dodgers, and it'll be the Diamondbacks, and possibly the Giants getting in. So There we go. Just want to talk about that a little bit. A couple quick things we'll bring up today. Congratulations to Sean Dunstan and Mark Grace. You're inducted in the Chicago Cubs Hall of Fame. Two great players. Uh, Grace, of course, real smooth first baseman. I used to love watching him play. The guy was just smooth as glass never made mistakes hit the ball hit those doubles into the gap man i just like watching that sean dunson i think the funniest thing about sean dunson is harry can never pronounce his name because if you know how sean spelled his name it was s-h-a-w-o-n and that would screw harry carry up somewhere steve sean dunson's coming to the plate you know <laughs> it was always fun man and you know that kid came up he was such a high choice draft choice of the cubs and he was the uh, the player for the future and all that i think he played what 10 12 years in chicago and he did okay i mean i don't know that he was ever as great as what the what they thought he was going to be he had a uh, great arm great range could hit once in a while he had a five dollar hair what do you what they say a, a, a 10 cent head you know what they say a million dollar arm and a 10 cent head he that's kind of the way he was kind of reminds me of Marcus Stroman, by the way, <laughs> yeah, I say the same thing about Stroman. I think Stroman's got a great talent, great ability, but he just doesn't have – I don't know what his head's where it should be. Anyway, Stroman's throwing some bullpen sessions, so maybe we will see him back before the year is over. Right now, I'll take any arm that can get out there and get us five or six innings as a starter, get guys out as a reliever. Uh, we also uh, uh, brought one up. Uh, box Boxlander came up the other day, and they sent Keegan Thompson down. Keegan Thompson's a funny story. Not a funny story. It's kind of a sad story, really. I don't mean it that way. But what I mean is, you know, he pitched last year, and I really, really thought he was going to be the player that the Cubs wanted him to be. He he looked like he had a good arm, good stuff, kept the ball low. This year it wasn't for him. He had a real real issues there. And I don't know what it was. I don't know what brought it into it, what happened there. I don't think anybody does. You know, a lot of times it is. And I, I talked to guys who have played in the major league level, and I talked to a lot of guys who have played in the minors and the majors, and I always asked, what is the difference? And they always say two things. The curveball is a big difference. And then they said the second thing is the mental aspect of it. They said that so many players, when they get to the big league, can't adjust to the moment. He said, they'll, you know, they'll go out there and do fine. Everything is great. And then all of a sudden, they'll look up one day and realize they're sitting at Wrigley Field or Yankee Stadium or Bush Stadium or Dodger Stadium. And they said, then it becomes too much for them. And he said, that's one of the reasons that they have to be careful with kids. And I told this by a guy that actually worked in minor leagues, played in the minor leagues, played for the Angels, and actually, uh, did some work with them, uh, with scouting and, and some, help you know, volunteer, I don't want to say volunteer coaching, they call that in high school, but I mean, did some coaching, some instructional things for them. And he said, that's the one thing that the, the organizations really, really push is to keep, keep them in there that they have to understand mentally what the jump is between playing high school ball or college ball to go to class A ball you're we playing in front of a of one or two thousand people to double A, where you're playing 10, you know, 10,000 to triple A, where you're playing 15, 20,000, where you're playing the majors and 45,000, and people are going crazy on you. And you turn on the radio and you hear you're a bum, and you open up the newspapers and you hear you should be traded. And that's tough on anybody. And hopefully Keegan can get all that work back together and become the player we need him to be because, uh, you know, we need him for the future. We really do. You know, one guy I'm really, really become very impressed with in the last couple outings of them. And I'm watching him close. And if there's anybody you want to keep an eye on Hayden Wasnesky. I mean, he's coming in and now at 99 miles an hour in those fastballs, 95, 96, 98, 99, almost consistently. In fact, as I, I always mention a guy uh, that I listened to a lot is Cincinnati's announcer, Cowboy Brantley, who used to pitch in the majors. He knows pitching better than anybody uh, on, on TV or the radio. And he's a uh, color commentator for the reds. And when the Cubs played the reds, it came in and I'm driving down the 405 freeway in LA and listening to it on a serious radio and uh he's just going crazy he said what's business be doing throwing 99 miles an hour <laughs> he's we never seen that before and uh i went back did some research and realized that you know he has went down the miners and did what he's supposed to do worked on some pitches worked on some stuff uh and now it's coming in hard and we're gonna need it not only maybe uh, this year obviously we'd like to see it but into the coming days of 2024 and 2025. Alright, I've talked too much. I'm going home. Wait a minute, I am home. Take me out to the ball. Game. Build a nice little studio in my one of my spare bedrooms. The sitting in here just sweating. in Los P.S. Angeles today. Cracker Jack. I don't care if Let's go Cubs, it. we got the Co- Diamond, uh, oh, it's easy for me to say. We got the Colorado Rockies in Denver coming up. For three. Four, it's one, and out to Arizona Chase Field We will talk soon on behalf of my good friend And producer Russ Omar My name is Jeff Hare The name of the program is Chicago Cubs Talk this week and every week Brought to you by True Blues And Chicago Cubs Club 18 Here and now Segment of the program. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care go evening. Well, have a good evening and uh <laughs> just win, baby. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball.